The LA Kings split their two games over the weekend. It was a very interesting two games for Kings goalie Phoenix Copley, but was he handled properly? Is Quentin Byfield finally starting to show the promise that so many Kings fans have been looking to see? We've got injury news to pass along, unfortunately, for one of the Kings' leading goal scorers. And on this episode, we're going to crown a King. All that coming up on Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. Uh, At uh, the start of a new week, we're at 1,138 subscribers. Uh, We have a goal to start every month of getting 100 new subscribers for the month, and we hit that uh, a while ago this month, so uh, looking forward to starting a new month and getting 100 more subscribers, hopefully, next month. It's been a great streak that we've had going on, and uh, we hope that we will continue to get that going. Uh, Thank you to all who have taken the time to have liked and subscribed to the YouTube channel. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, for the past 20-plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan. For the past 30 years, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Hope you had a great weekend. Obviously, uh, a tough weekend here in the L.A. area with the horrific news of the events in Monterey Park. Obviously, want to pass along thoughts and prayers to all those affected, obviously. The LA Kings played two games over the weekend, and a lot happened in those two games, specifically with goalie Phoenix Copley. I want to give you a brief recap of those two games in case maybe you had a busy weekend and could only watch one or maybe neither of the two games. But the Kings lost in Nashville on Saturday to start this road trip. 5-3 was the final, and it certainly was an eventful game with the Predators scoring two goals in the first 39 seconds, and that chased Phoenix Copley from the net for a second straight game. Jonathan Quick came on in relief and played pretty well for the first and second periods. L.A. was able to chip away at that Nashville lead. Um, Sean Dersey would score a goal in the first period to make it 2-1. Kings owned the second period and got goals from Adrian Kempe and Quinton Byfield to take a 3-2 lead going into the third. But the Predators would come alive in that third period, score three straight goals, and skate away with a 5-3 victory. Obviously tough to see L.A. start so poorly. Um, have to pull the goaltender, and then great to see them battle back to take the lead. Quinton Byfield scoring the go-ahead goal, uh, an important goal uh, in the game. Great to see him do that, but then obviously disappointed to see it slip away in the third period. So suddenly the Kings had lost three in a row and were facing an important game in Chicago Sunday against the Blackhawks, a team that's having a bad season but actually has played their best hockey of the season of late. With Phoenix Copley back in net, the Kings started this game with an amazing defensive effort that carried on throughout the game as they held the Blackhawks without a shot for the first 15 minutes of the opening period. Jarrett Anderson Dolan scored in the first and in the second periods to provide all the offense the Kings would need. Chicago did put a push on in the third period. They would score a goal to make it interesting late, but in the end, the Kings get the 2-1 win 
uh, and were clearly the better team throughout in that uh, contest against Chicago. The Kings had the exact same lineup for the Predators game that they did for the Stars game with Quentin Byfield back on the top line, Kevin Fiala down on that third line. But the game in Chicago, L.A. did have a few changes to the fourth line. Uh, recently called up forward Alex Turcott would center that fourth line. Rasmus Kupari, who had been the center, was moved over to left wing. Brendan Lemieux would be out of the lineup uh, in this game. Also on the blue line, Alex Edler was given a game off, and he was replaced by Tobias Bjornfoot. So we've got lots of stuff to unpack here with these two games, especially regarding the goaltending position for the LA Kings. And when we last left you, Phoenix Copley was coming off his worst game as an LA King, allowing four goals on 17 shots and getting pulled in the second period in a 4-0 loss to Dallas. And I had asked on our Friday show if there was any reason to be concerned about Copley. Now, some may have thought that um, that was a little bit silly, uh, keeping in mind that Copley um, had only really played, I mean, that was his worst game as a King. Other than that, he'd been playing really, really well. Um, but after, you know, the success... Uh, the reality is for Phoenix Copley that he's had a bad game. Now, how how will he respond to it? And given the circumstances, I thought that that was a pretty big question. Although, like I said on Friday, I was not ready to panic in any way. But just keep in mind that Phoenix Copley has been pretty much a career backup over his brief NHL career. Now he finds himself in a position where he's a number one goalie. He has a bad game. He gets pulled. How is he going to respond to that? Remember, this is his probably his best chance at being a number one goalie in the NHL, if we're going to be realistic about it. Uh, it's probably his best chance to at least establish himself as an NHL goaltender, whether that's a starter or a backup goalie. And he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. This is a big chance for him to cash in and get a big contract, big relatively speaking for a guy who's been a career minor leaguer. So there is pressure on Phoenix Copley. I think going into the season, I think there is something to him having played with kind of a, you know, attitude of I'm just going to let it hang out there and whatever happens happens because there's no expectations on me. But now after he's played for a while and he's had some success, then there is expectations. He is the Kings number one goalie, a team that's, you know, in the thick of things for a playoff spot. So now that he has faced some adversity going into that game in Nashville, we wanted to see how he's going to handle it. Well, there's no way of knowing 39 seconds into the game. And you might think that's crazy, but him allowing two goals on three shots and getting pulled after 39 seconds, actually, to me, that's not a Phoenix Copley thing. All right, maybe 10% Phoenix Copley, but it's 90% everything else. Todd McClellan made that move, not because Phoenix Copley is suddenly terrible. He was trying to send a message to his team. He was trying to change the momentum after his team fell behind 2-0, 39 seconds in. That was not a Phoenix Copley decision, necessarily. Regardless of who the goalie was, that, that move was going to happen. Uh, so it was hard to get a read on exactly, you know, how could Phoenix Copley bounce back when he's out of the game in 39 seconds. And that first goal, there's no goalie in the NHL that's going to stop that goal. A deflection off the crossbar and in. That's that's not going to get stopped by anybody. The second goal, he didn't get a lot of help from his teammates. There was a backhand shot from from the slot that was stoppable, um, and it has been a, a shot that he's probably stopped more times than not so far this season. Um, but again, for those that maybe didn't know, I'm telling you, that was not a Phoenix Copley situation per se. 
That was Todd McClellan saying, oh, crap, we're starting this long road trip. We've lost two in a row. Uh, I got to do something dramatic here to get everybody's attention immediately because there's a lot of hockey still left to be played. So what does he do? He pulls the goaltender, and that sends a message to everybody. Hey, guys, uh, let's pick it up immediately. You also get Jonathan Quick and Nat, I'm sure, a jolt of adrenaline even for the veteran goaltender to be in a game 39 seconds in and get an opportunity to show what he can do after, um, you know, obviously losing the number one job. Then there was a fight early in the game from Brendan Lemieux, also trying to reinforce that. We got to get things going. We got to turn things around. And for a while, the Kings did. Uh, again, they were they were they got back into the game, had a great second period, um, but unfortunately, things got away from in the third. But really hard to evaluate Phoenix Copley. Uh, how would he respond to being pulled in his worst game when he only lasts 39 seconds? And again, it wasn't really about Phoenix Copley. So now we fast forward to Sunday. The Kings are in Chicago to take on the Blackhawks, and this was supposed to be Jonathan Quick's game. It had already been kind of mapped out that Copley would start against Nashville and Quick would start against Chicago. But now things have changed. Quick has just played pretty much an entire game other than 39 seconds. So what does Todd McClellan decide to do? Does he decide to go back to Phoenix Copley, uh, knowing that you know he needs to get him back in net to see how he's going to respond to a couple of tough outings? Or does he stick with the original plan and, and main, maintain with Jonathan Quick? Well, he decided to go with Phoenix Copley, and, and I thought that was the right decision. Uh, Phoenix Copley has been your number one goalie for this entire season. He's earned that. And you need to see how he's going to eventually respond to having that bad game against Dallas. Obviously, the bad start against Nashville uh, team-wise was certainly unfortunate. But now, back in net for Phoenix Copley, thought that was the right move, even though the original plan was something different. And I got to say, even after the Chicago game, it's kind of a little bit hard to get a read on how Phoenix Copley is responding to all of this of late because he didn't see a lot of action. Uh, only three shots on goal in the opening period, uh, seven shots on goal in the second and nine in the third, a total of 19 shots. Now, all in all, uh, I, I think he did a pretty good job. He did have to make a few key saves. And I've been told, although I've never played the position and frankly, never really want to, uh, that that's a difficult position to put a goalie in, uh, not seeing any action. Uh, coming off being pulled in two consecutive games, and he had to kind of really, really stay mentally focused. And I thought he did a really good job with that. So I think all in all, even though he didn't get much action in the Chicago game, I still think it was a positive bounce back. Obviously, he gets the win. Um, he you know stopped uh, 18 of the 19 shots that he saw. There were a few pretty good shots uh, saves that he had to make. But uh, all in all, I think a pretty good bounce back uh, for Phoenix Copley. Um, you know, we talked about, like I said, the original question after the Dallas game, is there a reason to be concerned about Phoenix Copley, even with the situation in Nashville, I'm still where I was after the Dallas game. I am not ready to even put my hand over the panic button at this point when it comes to Phoenix Copley. Yes, I understand. Again, he's never been in this position before. He's never really been a number one goalie in the NHL. He certainly hasn't been a number one goalie backstopping a team that is in the thick of things in the playoffs and he's never been a number one goalie where at the end of the year he's going to be looking to negotiate a new contract so all this stuff is new for phoenix copley we don't know how he will eventually respond to all of this if things get you know, a little tight under the collar but i think so far again for me i'm still not ready to 
push any kind of panic buttons when it comes to Phoenix Copley. Um, again, that move against Nashville, that was a team move. That was not really a Phoenix Copley move. Like I said, if Jonathan Quick had been in net, he would have got pulled too. So I think all in all, at this point, going forward after the weekend, I think I'm still where I was when in regards to Phoenix Copley. I'm still confident he can do the things that he has been doing so far this year. Again, he has not been a guy who has had to stand on his head. He's not putting up these monstrous numbers where you think he's never done this before. This is eventually he's going to fall to earth. No, he's just giving the Kings a position to win every night. That's what he did against Chicago, and that's what I expect to see him going forward. But we, we will keep an eye on it, obviously, uh, for the next game against Philadelphia coming up on Tuesday, where I expect that Phoenix Copley will be back in net for that game against the Flyers. Quinton Byfield continues to make strides. Uh, let's talk about that and about the notorious JAD. Uh, that's coming up in a moment. But first, I need to let you know that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your refocus, your aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, and it costs you less than $3 a day. It is just one scoop and a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So we've talked about it a lot and it's not unfair to expect a lot from Quentin Byfield, the former second overall draft pick. I think the debate is how much should we see from him now and how much should we continue to allow him to develop. I think that's where the the real issue comes from. But regardless of where you come down on that debate, I am encouraged by what I have seen from QB lately. Um, he had that two-point game with a goal scored against San Jose back on the 11th. I talked about that special pass he made in the Dallas game that really got my attention. Um, had a very good game against Nashville, scoring the go-ahead goal. And did you notice, I, I mentioned this, I want to bring it up, want to sometimes let you think that I know what I'm talking about. Uh, he scored on a play where he was in close to the net, but he kind of pushed away from the net and gave himself some room to use his reach and score on a nice wrist shot uh, on the, what was the go-ahead goal at the time. Um, so maybe, you know, understanding that sometimes when he goes to the net, he gets in a little bit too close and can't use his, his hands. Um, I thought that was very encouraging to see him kind of back away from in close and kind of more into the into the slot area to give himself some room. Scored on a nice shot. Uh, also, he was a physical presence, I thought, in that game against Nashville. Had a big hit along the boards. And he's, he's looking more confident. Um, he had a between-the-legs pass to Kopitar in the Chicago game that very nearly turned into a great scoring chance. Uh, also had a nice setup of uh, Adrian Kempe as well. Bottom line, Quentin Byfield is more noticeable on the ice. And I know I've, I've said I'm keeping a, an eye on him specifically to kind of see um, if there's some development going on there, if he's improving, but he's he's kind of asserting himself and showing himself on the ice even more than, you know, if you're just kind of watching him to see what he can do. He's making noticeable plays. I think he's playing with more confidence and, uh, you know, showing 
better uh, ability, more signs of the talent that um, you know Kings fans want to see. So I, again, I think encouraging signs from Quentin Byfield moving in the right direction here over the last few games. Again, he's been more noticeable, and I think he's playing with more confidence. And hopefully, he keeps that going, and we see more from Quentin Byfield, um, and he can score some key goals like we saw in the game against Nashville, especially considering um, the injury issues going on with the Kings right now, which I talked about on Friday's show. Um, and, and, and that leads me into talking about the Kings getting some more depth scoring. Trevor Moore, Arthur Kaliev, and Gabe Velarde, and more, unfortunately, on Velarde coming up in a moment. Obviously, they're all out for the time being. We hope they come back soon. Again, even though we've heard that they're day-to-day and it's not serious, um, there's there's still no signs of them returning anytime soon. It's not being talked about, so it, it's interesting. As I said, I'm, I'm kind of speculating that maybe after the All-Star break, we're going to see everybody start to come back, I hope, but that's still to be determined. But great to see someone else in the bottom six step up with a big game. And, of course, I'm talking about J.A.D. or Jad. Uh, I still like J.A.D., but it seems like more people are calling him Jad because it's easier to say. But Jarrett Anderson Dolan had his best game, obviously, of the season and his best game as an L.A. King in Chicago. Uh, He was flying all over the ice, uh, scored both L.A. goals. Um, This was his first multi-goal game of his NHL career. And seems like, uh, you know, we haven't really seen a lot from the bottom six of late, especially with the injuries I've talked about, other than, of course, Kevin Fiala. Um, But again, an encouraging sign to see someone else other than Fiala in that bottom six step up and have a big game. Hopefully we can see more of this from Jared Anderson Dolan. And by the way, did you hear the stat on the broadcast? Jared Anderson Dolan, the 12th, different Kings player to have a multi-goal game this season, which leads the NHL. That's uh, obviously some pretty good balance. A lot of different guys talented enough to score. And again, Jared Anderson Dolan, great game against Chicago. Would love to see more of that uh, going forward. I did want to talk about the uh, two new additions into the lineup uh, for the Kings in that Chicago game. Now, we have seen Tobias Bjornfoot on the blue line before, and he played his typical Bjornfoot game. Um, Hardly noticeable, um, but as I've said before, that's not necessarily a bad thing. We know that he's not going to do much offensively. He's a defensive defenseman, and usually the only time you notice a defensive defenseman is when they aren't doing their job. So, uh, you know, no mistakes from Tobias Bjornfoot, just very steady, doing what he's been asked to do defensively. Uh, So, you know, even though I said not noticeable, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing uh, from Tobias Bjornfoot. I do want to talk about Alex Turcotte. Uh, I loved his energy in that Chicago game. Now, maybe it was due to the fact that he was excited about getting called up to the NHL. Maybe it was due to the fact that he was basically playing in his hometown there in Chicago. He's a native of Elk Grove, Illinois. Um, But regardless, uh, he definitely did not look out of place. When he was on the ice, um, if you don't know the backstory about Alex Turcotte, another very high draft pick for the LA Kings who has really struggled with injury issues, including two concussions last season. Uh, He certainly didn't show any signs of being hesitant uh, in in the game against Chicago. Uh, Certainly isn't afraid to go to the net at all. Um, He did have a hard crash into the boards and you kind of hold your breath on something like that when you know it's Alex Turcotte. But otherwise, seemed fine after that. Um, I thought he played a very solid game uh, centering the fourth line and looking forward to seeing more of him going forward. I, I Again, I thought he showed a lot of jump. 
Hopefully it wasn't just because of the circumstances of, you know, finally getting into the lineup, you know, being excited to be in the NHL and playing basically a home game. I'm sure he had friends and family there to watch him. But uh, Alex Turcotte is a guy a lot of people had a lot of high hopes for. And obviously there have been some issues that are kind of out of his control that has, you know, been circumstantial around why we haven't seen more from him, obviously at the NHL level. Um, but he's a hard nosed guy. Uh, I know there's a lot of skill there. Uh, at least we've been told there is, but he's a guy who really goes hard to the net, pretty physical guy. Um, and, and uh, not afraid, certainly not afraid, despite what's been going on with him recently. And, and that's both good and bad, I think. Um, but I think mostly good. Um, like I said, these things that have happened to him are, are out of his control. It's been bad luck and he's going to have to play his game to excel uh, where he wants to be, which is at the NHL level. But I thought, I thought a nice start for him. Kept an eye out on him. Thought he had a lot of good energy. Uh, it really is not afraid to stick his nose uh, into the corners, go after pucks, battle in front of the net, that kind of thing. So uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on Alex Turcott uh, going forward for sure. We are going to crown a king in just a moment, a new feature here on Locked on LA Kings. But I need to let you know that this episode of Locked on LA Kings is also brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked on because they are the number one sports book in America FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at an even bigger payout with a same-game parlay. It's all on the app. It's safe, secure, and a super easy way to use uh, this uh, app. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet and get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We got a new feature on Locked on LA Kings. If you don't know, it is typical around NHL locker rooms to reward a player of the game after a win with some sort of, I don't know, it, it depends, team to teams. Some people have different kind of headwear, maybe a cape, uh, some kind of championship belt. Uh, either way, after a game, after a win, uh, the, the, there, the, somebody gets, I think it probably starts at the beginning of the year with the captain picks a player of the game. They put on the hat or the belt or whatever, and everyone applauds. Um, and then after that, it's the player who wins the belt or the hat or whatever it is, who gives it to the next player after a win. So I thought it was appropriate for us to start to crown a King. We're going to give out a crown after every Kings win to a player of the game. And obviously we're talking about the Chicago game on Sunday. Um, I thought you could have thrown maybe Phoenix Copley in there as a candidate. He did allow one goal on 19 shots, bouncing back from getting pulled in back-to-back games. Kevin Fiala had two primary assists, including a great feed to Jarrett Anderson Dolan on his second goal. But I think this one's pretty obvious. Whether you call him J-A-D or Jad, Jarrett Anderson Dolan is the king that gets the crown for the win over Chicago. Long live the King. Uh, we do have some Kings news to pass along, and it's not great news. Uh, Kings forward Gabe Velarde, who was originally listed as day-to-day, has left the team's road trip to return to L.A. to be re-evaluated for whatever that injury is. That likely means that he will not be on the rest of the road trip. 
uh, for the Kings. That's their second leading goal scorer. So obviously that is going to be um, difficult to overcome. But as we talked about with Jared Anderson Dolan, um, hopefully this will give an opportunity for some of the other players on the Kings to step up. Um, that's obviously a guy missing off the Kings' number one power play unit. We've seen Jared Anderson Dolan fill in on that role because he's a guy who is not afraid to go to the net and be in front of the net. Um, but that also means you take, you know, you, you take someone off the, the top power play unit, you got to fill his spot, and then you got to fill another spot maybe on the second power play unit. So it does have a trickle-down effect. It does. It's not great for the Kings right now to lose someone who's had such a good season. And Velarde has had some injury issues in the past. So hopefully, hopefully, it's a minor issue, but it looks like he will be out until after the All-Star break, um, but hopefully come back soon thereafter. Um, and again, players need to step up. It's an opportunity for other players. Um, hopefully, Velarde is back soon. But uh, again, it looks like Gabe Velarde will be out for the rest of this road trip. And so that's a hurdle the Kings will have to overcome. I did want to mention that the Kings are requesting um, that uh, people like me let people like you know that the next home game, Saturday, February the 11th, Dustin Brown night, you need to know that the festivities start at 6 p.m. Remember, there's a statue going to be unveiled as well as the Jersey retirement ceremony. So, and I know you all want to be there to see all of that. Uh, so keep in mind that even though it's a 7.30 start time, the festivities, the ceremonies start at 6 p.m. So keep that in mind uh, going forward. And I, I have seen on the TV broadcast that they keep saying, oh, we still have some tickets available for that game. Really? How has this game not been sold out weeks ago? Um, I don't know if you guys are just waiting at the last second, but uh, get those tickets, man. We got to get out there and and support Dustin Brown for the, uh, the unveiling of the statue and the Jersey retirement. But again, the festivities start at 6 p.m., for the, uh, for the Dustin Brown night there coming up on February the 11th on Saturday. So keep that in mind, please. Uh, before we go, it is a Monday, and I want to check in on the Pacific Division standings real quick as we start a new week. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are still in first place, 29-17-2 for 60 points, but they have looked vulnerable of late. Uh, second place in the Pacific is the Seattle Kraken, 27-14-5, 59 points. They are knocking on the door and still playing well. The LA Kings right now are in third place, 26-17-6 for 58 points, one point behind Seattle. But holding on to third place, the Kings were briefly in a wildcard spot over the weekend. That's because the Edmonton Oilers have been playing really well. They have won six in a row trying to chase down the Kings right now, though. Edmonton, 24-18-3 for 57 points, one point back of the Kings. And in fourth place in the Pacific. In fifth place is Calgary, 22, 16, and 9, 53 points, maybe starting to fade a bit. They have fallen out of that wild card spot now uh, in the West. Colorado holding on to that final wild card spot. Vancouver in sixth place, 18, 25, and 3, 39 points. If you didn't see it, the Canucks were the first team to make a coaching change, firing Bruce Boudreaux over the weekend and bringing in former LA King Rick Tockett. San Jose in seventh place, 14, 25, and 9, 37 points. And the Anaheim Ducks bringing up the rear. 13, 29, and 5 for 31 points. Uh, and just for fun, if the playoffs started today, it would be Kings versus Kraken, Golden Knights versus Oilers in the opening round. Coming up uh, on the, the show for the rest of the week, I want to kind of give you a roadmap. Uh, we're going to have a feedback show on Thursday. Uh, the Kings are playing a pair of games on Friday and Saturday, and we want to give you a preview of the games against the Panthers and Lightning on Friday's show. So again, a feedback Thursday this week. You can send your emails uh, to LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E. Also coming up on tomorrow's show, special guest Jesse Cohen from the All the Kings Men podcast is going to stop by and give us his thoughts on all things LA Kings. Uh, looking forward to that. 
if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Locked on LA Kings. Also on Instagram, at Locked on LA Kings. And again, the email address, if you want to send any feedback, Locked on Eddie at gmail.com. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked on NHL Prospects, your daily prospect coverage, uh, covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team. It's Locked on NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching to Locked on LA Kings. Have a great day, and as always, go Kings go.